a random encounter at a broadcasting facility, a shared interest and love of all things Marvel, Excelsior, a misinterpreted program title, and behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick, podcaster and comic book enthusiast, and Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists presents Mischievous Musings, the Loki podcast, or a Loki podcast, or a Loki podcast, or a variant. Exactly. Well, there's so many variants to choose from. Well, yeah. Before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our special guest co-host for this episode. Third Mike. No, his name's Nick. I know that. Before we get into the usual rigmarole, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Being Eddie Mischievous here. Okay, go ahead. Go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at... The Marvelists. You can find us individually on social media. I'm at Peter Melnick on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find Eddie on... Where? Social media platforms. Let's tell them where, kids. Instagram, IG, that is, at Eddie9193. And Facebook page, Eddie Wilson. Good luck. Which one is it? Mine. Thank you, Eddie. Okay. Do they have sunglasses on? At night. So they can, so they can. Exactly. I, I get your references, too. That's why we you know, get along so well. Preceded by the Blues Brothers. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Oh, I got a story to tell you later involving that. Okay. That's involving a, a certain project I'm involved with. That writing thing I'm told, I told you about. Anyway, before we get into the usual rigmarole and all that other good stuff, also, you can find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, in addition to iHeartRadio. So we are on there. You can also listen to the show on iTunes, where you can rate, review, subscribe, share, five-star if you're ever so inclined, and all that good stuff. Broken ice cream machines, McDonald's, etc., etc., etc. Not a good time for that. It's summer, and we like our ice cream. Oh, I do, too. Oh, I ha- I went to Ample Hills a few weeks ago. What? In Brooklyn. Sounds like a disreputable they had, place. They had a vanilla ice cream that would knock your socks off if you were wearing socks. If you're not, it knocks your skin off, and then you have, like, a skeleton foot, which is really uncomfortable, I would imagine. Except for Halloween time. Even then, Eddie, it hurts. You have raw flesh dangling so, off of the so, foot. So what happened to you? We missed a no socks vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it was a delicious ice cream, but now give the foot, Eddie. <laughs> okay. Oh, that sounds painful. That sh- That's ah. when you get a waxing, you know, thing. Ooh, child, things are not going to get easier. Anyway, <laughs> be sure to support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash. The Marvelous. You can be able to help support the show for as little as $3 to as much as. Whatever you like. No, you're not going to do it. No, that's your thing. You you did a good one on the episode that we'll be releasing soon. But $3 a month gets you early access to episodes 24 hours before their release. You can also get early access to our undying love and gratitude. Because, you know, you put a couple dollars in my hand, I'll be smiling. Because who says money can't buy happiness? You give me a couple dollars, I'm smiling like an idiot. Also... $5 and up gets you access to all of the early episodes, as well as our Fantastic Four recap show covering all 102 issues of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's legendary Fantastic Four run. We call it Fantastic Voyage. And in addition, we also have a new show that's going to be bi-monthly. So every other month, we go on an exploration 
in the realm of comic books. And Eddie, what is it called? You haven't read that? No, I haven't. That's what it's called. It's the name of the show. Four words. You haven't read that? Exactly. And it's a show where Eddie is discovering comics that he's never read before. Comics that he really should have read, but will be finally reading for the first time ever, including the first episode covering Frank Miller's legendary... 1986, The Dark Knight Returns. And it's one of those things where, as we're talking through the episode, we're recover- recounting everything that happened in the issue, as well as what the impact of the issue is. So, if you want to hear me wax poetically about comic books of all companies, be sure to check that out and hear Eddie's thoughts on something that he should have read, even now, and watch as he becomes more comic book, comic book culturally savvy, cultured, yes, sophisticated man about town. Hit it. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da. Minor Young Frankenstein reference. Also, you can help support the show on belowthecollar.com slash The Marvelists. And you can help support the show by buying the Dad Joke Immune t-shirt because, God willing, if you've made it this far, you are, in fact, Dad Joke Immune. Or on your way to being. That's a good thing. Exactly. Find Young Cannibals. Yeah, good enough. 1988, 89. Eddie, joining us in the studio at this moment is... A newcomer to the podcasting world, he is joining us for the first time ever. My coworker from work. Uh, he, wait, what's the line from Thor, Eddie? He's a friend from work. You're not Eddie. <laughs> I will be for five seconds. Hi, Eddie. Hey, you, you had you go across the board. Uh, ventriloquism is a beautiful thing. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a voice a... thrower. What a great catch. Anyway, gentlemen, we're talking episode four of Loki. What is the title of the episode? The Nexus huh? Event. Oh, thank God. I was worried you were like pausing for a second. Like, oh, no, he doesn't know it either. We're going to have to stall for time. <laughs> but, gentlemen, this episode of Loki, yeah, well, I thought it was pretty cool. Frayed nerves and paranoia infiltrate the TVA as Mobius and Hunter B-15 search for Loki and Sylvie. Well, in this moment, I want to say because of this episode, we lost Mobius. And I thought, you know, at this moment... We would do a 10-wow salute for Owen Wilson's character of Mobius. 10? Yeah. Instead of a 10-bell salute, we get a 10-wow salute or 10, you know, whatever. So Not, well, that's less than a 21-gun <clears throat> salute, but... Here we go. Wow. 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 This is getting tiring. Just repeat wow. those five and we got ten. That's all there is to it. No, you show respect for him. Wow. <laughs> I will say, though, in the episode, I know Kate Herron, the, the showrunner, director, I believe she wow. is, said that we wouldn't be hearing that iconic line. But, however, we did hear him say, how? We did. How? <laughs> okay. How? Well, you know. Right in the beginning of the episode, which if you take just the last part and just put it in the front, you can finally get your wow. I would say so. You can. It's. You can, Sam. Mm-hmm. It was really sad, though, seeing how he gets taken out of the show with the whole, and he gets, you know, he's dust in the wind. Prune, prune him. I think was the uh, yeah the line right before that. Like that's pruning. Oh, jeez. And it's funny because like it's not on that level. And I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. It's on par, or a little bit on the way there to the death of um, that guy in Ant Man where he's just a little glob of a thing, oh, and they wipe him up. That is the sink, saddest yeah. death <sighs> in a Marvel thing he ever. He said no chance. <sighs> and and his was after the the uh, the lamb, I think, right? Yeah, the pimp. Was brought in. Yeah. The, the cross uh, technologies uh, yeah. 
I always forget about that scene, by the way, every time I rewatch Ant-Man, which has been like, I think five times. But um, basically just seeing that it, it it's unnerving and the <laughs> pruning is equally as unnerving to me. Yeah. Well, this, this poses the question. Pruning sounds like pruning a tree, which means you're just kind of cutting branches, touching branches. Which, you know. Now we're taking branches off the timeline until you're left with just a branch. Yeah. So, I mean, technically. The sacred timeline. The sacred Jedi text. Exactly. So we have one branch left. So maybe our wow boy is still out there. I mean, you know, it is, they do say the variants. They're all throughout the universes. And one recurring joke on the internet involving Mobius was, wow, so does that mean there's a Mobius that's on a jet ski right now? No, he's actually the variant of one Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good. Well, that's number 11, Eddie. We can't, go, we can't exceed our wows. Well, hashtag 1984 Spinal Tap goes to 11. Yeah, good enough. Thank I will you. say this though that I meant uh, that I noticed about Mobius's character. Um, I believe it was in the second, ma- yeah, second episode because we didn't see him in the third episode um, when he is with Ramona Renslayer and they're in her office and he looks at the pen. Wait, is that one of Scott Pilgrim's uh, girlfriends? Yes, that is uh, Scott's second evil ex. Ooh. Right after a knives jail, good but um, but he looks at the pen and he notices that there's a school on it. It's a little weird that he notices a school. After being very reminiscent about a jet ski, what happened? What if, and we know that Renslayer likes to collect stuff from, um, from cases she's done. So what if that was a prized possession of her favorite case, getting Mobius, and he was a teacher in former life in his former life. Eddie, comment. Former life. Now I'm off the rails here. I don't know. Runaway yeah. train, never coming back. Something like that. Yeah. Wrong way on a one way track. Crazy Soul train. Asylum is coming too. Yeah. The Orange County Speedway. In no, the yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, with local H opening. Well, local H. Yeah, didn't know there was a local, national, or international at all. So yeah, you didn't know. You don't know. Local I know. H. I heard a four H, but that's something else. Well, it sure is. But local H is a '90s band. A '90. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to listen to them. Maybe not too Stay radio tuned, commercial, radio friendly. No, they were. It was a popular song. Eddie Wilson so slipping you, over so here. You say slipping away. Dave Edmonds, 1983. <laughs> I enjoy this about you, Eddie. Two rocks. I wonder if I could say just like a word and Eddie would know a song title. Maybe. Lugubrious. Oh, no, that won't count. It does not. Twisted. Sister. Mock. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I love this man. Anyway. <laughs> Nick? Yes. How are you, Peter? How are you? I am fantastic. Man, this podcast is off to a fantastic start. (laughs) A hell of a debut for Nick. You sure had a great host (laughs) over there. Mm -hmm. I'm the hostess with the mostesses. Ooh, I like that. Don't forget to tip your hostesses. Yes, please. Yeah, Pietro. Mm -hmm. I'm like Europe. I don't tip. It's just kind of built into the bill. A little bit. Yeah, but. Now, in regards to also this episode, the relationship between Loki and Sylvie. Yes, self-love. We did call it on last week's episode, Eddie. Yeah, that many things that love was, right? A dagger among them. And a pile driver. And so you said, love is hate. Love is strong. Rolling Stones, It's the Rolling Stones, yes. Yeah, the Voodoo Lounge album. Thank you. Good call. What did you say, 95? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Well, you're going to have to because that was the year it came out. I'm a Rolling Stones fan, Eddie. I know this. Nice. Okay. Did you know that about me? There's maybe hope. Maybe. But this was a learning episode on the character development and so on, especially when you start with the first opening scene and learning about 
Um, the the, the, past the young of Sylvie. The young past of Sylvie, right? Exactly. Now that poses the question, because shout out to Kaylee Fleming because that's old Judith on Walking Dead, which I love that show. But anyway, this is mischievous musings, a Loki podcast of Loki the show. Um, <laughs> that was that a past version of Renslayer? Because we know that be. we know that time isn't really what it seems to be in the TVA. I noticed though that she she did have like a number and a letter on her. I think it was like eight twenty five or something like that on her sleeve. Um, now, if that was uh, Renslayer from the past, what was the reason that little Sylvie was gonna get taken away? Was it the fact that if you notice in the episode, she's playing with the toys, but she's playing it in a save Asgard type of way? Whereas Loki, like she wasn't playing it in a mischievous way. She was playing it like she was going to be a savior. But we also have to remember this is a, a variant of Loki who knew he was adopted or who knew they were adopted so they wouldn't have that type of antagonistic feel later on who was presumably in the loving area. And sh she grew up in a, hey, I'm going to save Asgard. And then next thing you know, the time doors come opening up. Now was she being taken away because she was benevolently good essentially? Or was it because some ulterior motive by the TVA? Well, we don't get to know that right away, but maybe the presumption of her being taken away because she is in violation of the time variant that she was something she was doing wasn't along the way it was supposed to be on that particular timeline. So I could go along with that, sure. But the toy or toys that she was playing with, I thought one was a an old-time sailboat, and I'm thinking Christopher Columbus old-time from it's that It's a schooner. Style. Is it a schooner? Well, no, a schooner is a sailboat, stupid head. Jeez. Oh, now, listen, Mr. <laughs> Rolling Stones fan, I just thought of a nice, maybe if they don't think of this and don't get the rights to one of the endings of one of these Loki episodes would be the Rolling Stones and Time is on My Side. Yes, it is. That would be a good, I think, song for the show. I also hope you know I wasn't intentionally calling you a stupid head. I was quoting Mallrats with the schooner and sailboat. Well, I'll give that as a good save. I say episode five. <laughs> episode five should end with that song, and we didn't start the fire after presumably they break the multiverse. Should end the se um, mm. season. Rock and roll a cola wars. I can't take it anymore. Loki break the timeline there. Sylvie is in there too. Well, somebody, somebody in TVA uh, is destroyed. Kong, we are coming for you. In regards <laughs> to the relationship between Sylvie and Loki, somebody on the uh, Marvel Studios subreddit remarks. I see how starting a relationship with a parallel version of yourself can definitely cause a massive time F-up. Yeah, well, I thought between yes, the last episode and this one, episode four, that they were going to kiss. I, that, that's what it looked like they were leaning for. This is yeah. Loki. This is Sylvie. They're married. Wow. Give that nice chef kiss. Now, are you against that relationship? Do you think it's weird? Do you, are you just like, why? what's the point of this? Or is this something that you well, would actually... Well, self-love. Well, it's self-love, and and like Mobius told him, like, of course, you're narcissistic. Like, the only person who's going to love you is you. Now, And then it, it leads to Loki opening up and saying, yeah, I'm a narcissist. Yeah, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. Like, he's... He told Sif that. I'm a loner. In... A rebel, Dottie. <laughs> uh, but one of the things in regards... <laughs> Pee-wee, what are you doing here? I was born for this. <laughs> Eddie Wilson, the man of five impressions. Now. I'm going to add that to the list. I like that. Now, in regards to that whole scene with Sif and Loki, just that was the nutshot equivalent of the Dormammu I've come to bargain, where it's over and over, over, and he's like, oh, here we go again. 
down af- after the hit in the face, it was a nut shot pretty much. Hit, yeah. Hit in the dinghy. I feel like that was a kick in the nuts to everyone repeatedly who forgot that she was in the movies. You think so? A hundred percent. I know several people that I that watched that episode that were like, Who's that again? Yeah. Oh, well. In the interest of fairness, like let me ask you, because we've we've had conversations in the past about this, but in regards to Thor the Dark World, what is your stance on that movie? I love it. Okay, because... I, I think that is... I think all three Thor movies on their own are great movies, but I think that, to me, the more, like, comic... I don't want to say comic accurate, but more comic feel to it is probably Thor the Dark World, because we have all the fantasy elements. We're back in Asgard, and... Ragnarok, as amazing as it is, is more just kind of like a soft reboot to the character. But I, I do love uh, Thor: The Dark World. I think Ragnarok is still my favorite one of the three. Yes, right. we should all recall the very first word of Thor: The Dark World, Malakus. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, over the past few years, I've been hearing more and more of a response, positive response to Thor: The Dark World. Yourself, Eddie, you've been hearing it too. <laughs> you have you? I haven't heard a thing except for what I've been talking about every time we bring this up, and you know, Dark World gets uh, you know poo pooed on or whatever. It does. I'm I'm not a fan, but then again, I haven't revisited it since our initial episode of the the program you where know we why? talked about it. Two yeah. words: Avengers Endgame. It made it relevant again. Yeah, and it's funny because when we did our episode with uh, graphic designer Chip Kidd, he was talking, but he's like, "You really have to watch that movie again." I'm like, "I do have to watch that movie again. I've been wanting to watch that movie again." Fast forward two years later, guess what? I still haven't watched it again. <laughs> the world that's dark, that stars Thor. Yes, the Hateful Eight. I still haven't seen that. Oh, yes, but no, I I think the Dark World, honestly, is in probably my higher tier of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And it, again, it's funny because like the negative feedback that that movie's gotten over the years, it's it is interesting seeing such a uh, change in opinion of it in the Marvel community. It is interesting because I remember seeing that movie with a group of friends and I was one of the only ones that were like, wow, this movie was great. Everyone else was like, it was all right. Like, it's no Iron Man. And I was like, I thought it was better than Iron Man. That was the first Marvel movie I think I missed in theaters because I had seen consecutively. I saw, um, I had seen uh, Captain America. Then I went to go see Avengers. Then I guess I... I saw Iron Man 3, then I took a break. And then along came Winter Soldier. I got to see with my buddy Tony, who's like, I you know, lovingly call him Captain America. So I'm like, I got to see Captain America with Captain America. And that was about it. As you know, well, I Peter obviously wasn't with me in a Captain America costume seeing this any of these movies. This was before I met you, Eddie. This was before I met you. Well, <laughs> Black Widow, I will be in Captain America oh, costume. I thought you were going to say you're in Black Widow. I'm like, ooh, what kind of Yeah, I know. Somebody okay. told me, said, I would pay to see you as Black Widow. I would, too. <laughs> I'll still never forget that Winter Soldier. Fa- uh, Captain <laughs> America. I'll forget s- Eddie as Black Widow. <laughs> like, neither can I. Well, we could. That'd be a lot of money on the Patreon to get that, though. <laughs> But, Painful. Uh, Eddie, but, I know a photographer who can help you with that. Uh-huh. But Captain America and the Winter Soldier came out on my birthday. I bl- when was that, 2014? Yes. So the, Yeah, uh, April 4th, I think oh, it was. Oh, jeez, Eddie. Yeah. Is so your my, birthday? Yeah. My, Good. Uh, I remember yep. the mo- on the movie poster having the release date, and I... It says Nick's birthday. I yeah. just couldn't it's believe exactly. it. Who's Nick? Thank you, Kevin Feige. <laughs> this, this is why I really hope the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special gets dropped on December 4th for my birthday, because oh, I really want... No, I don't care. I want that. It's another four. There's a four. Mine is a three, actually. It's very close, but it's not the right month mm. or the right number. Okay. The interesting thing, though, is that it is confirmed canon within the MCU. It's not like you know, a certain uh, holiday special. 
but uh, it the is other, canon. The so. other canon. Kaboom. <laughs> boo. Boo, Eddie Wilson. Boo. What happened to the big kaboom? Right. <laughs> An earth-shattering kaboom. There yeah. we go. See, I can do a good Marvin the Martian. I know. I'm the man of seven impressions. Mediocre, anyway. How dare you, sir? Now, let me shoehorn in my uh, Al Pacino. Oh, ooh, <laughs> Don't know why I'm doing an Al Pacino. Because you're adjusting your seat. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ah. Now, speaking of relationships, the uh, relationship between Loki and Mobius takes a turn, I think, because I think they were going in a positive direction together, but now with, I guess, Loki going off and not listening to Mobius, coming back, Loki says to Mobius, the TVA is lying to you. He is not believing him in any way, shape, or form. It puts him through another time door or portal, if if you want to call it that. Actually, you know, and On your left. That's exactly right. No, it's not right, is it? Mm. Oh, Eddie, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eddie, Eddie. See, Eddie. I said go. it for you. No, thank you. Save me some syllables. Sifamu, I've come to bargain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Ow, good. my dinghy. Just every time. Ow, my dinghy. Uh, you just hear like the poing from the uh, old, old man getting hit with a football from The Simpsons. Boing. And we get a little more character development with uh, the Hunter B-15, who seems to be upset about losing uh, Sylvie, I think it was, or C twenty. C twenty. Sorry, thank you. You suck my battleship. It happens. Where's Rihanna? She was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got to meet somebody that watched the movie Battleship, and I like it. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm Spider Man. That's fair. All right. So but, what? What? Yeah. C C twenty. How do we feel about that? That uh. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. That she was. Everyone was apparently led to believe that she died unexpectedly. Didn't even know she was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And come to find out that she was presumably murdered. Ah, well, you could say probably pruned by Renslayer herself. Maybe. We don't know. We only saw the glimpse of when uh, Mobius zoomed in on his little uh, Miss Minutes uh, little PlayStation portable thing that he saw that she... Right, uh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Did you say a PlayStation portable? Yeah, Absolutely. Handheld video gamey thingy, yeah. whatever. Yeah, wait, that was there. No, well, that's what I'm calling his little time remote. <laughs> when yeah, when he stole it from her, and he zooms in and he sees that she was perfectly coherent. Yeah, she was talking about what happened, and then you just see when she's like the like oh the the timekeepers, all of it's fake or whatever she was saying, and then Renslayer. It's not fake. It's predetermined. Co- predetermined, fake, free will. Who cares? But she hits the button. <laughs> she hits the button, and it just ends the feed. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was his turning point right there. And one of the turning points that, you know, in this episode where we're expanding the Marvel Universe, the timekeepers, yeah, the visual we think of what they look like. We get to see something more than not a three-headed statue, but something similar to that yet, which, which just reminded me of the living tribunal in Marvel character uh, history, which is what, um, not, they, not an eternal, I guess, but anyway. They had, again, a very Jack Kirby-ish look to them. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing Kirby-style stuff. And, like, if he was still around to see this stuff, Jack would, like, his brain would have exploded like a, you know, exploding cigar. But Or a, a trick party cigar, maybe. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, well. Yeah, a The rabbit season. No, would, well, no, hopefully he would have retained or gotten rights and stuff like that. So that probably not because it's you know for hire. It's what work for hire. 
Oh, mm-hmm. that was how Marvel is. That's Marvel. How Marvel always be. True that. Yep. Unless you yep. lucked out and got royalties. Shout out to Rob Liefeld and Fabian Dicieza for Deadpool. Mm-hmm. They are smart men. And in regards to in in regards to just the the overall look of the Timekeepers, the it had like a Wizard of Oz kind of feel to it. It did. Yes. It very much did. Man behind the the curtains. I love stuff like that. I love the over the topness of how these characters look and you even had the mist to go with it. I like the it one with cool. the big mustache. The Lorax, yeah. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, the Lorax. Oh, That's a perfect that is a perfect descriptor of uh-huh. that one. It was very hard to understand them. Yeah. I still don't yes. know exactly what they said. This is why I watch these things with subtitles. Yeah. Because to I'm be completely sure. honest, you know, the subtitles it just helps. Like there are going to be moments you watch something you're just like what the hell did they just say cuz the sound mixing is can be the absolute worst. Like but I think that was also intentional for that scene. Do you think because so? you're supposed to believe that oh those are the timekeepers or as Loki would like to say these reptilian guys, you know. Mm-mm. But then we find out that they're just androids. Lizard people. Yeah, they're, they're lizard robots. People. Yeah. So then we find out that they're androids, they're robots, which would explain why they sounded so kind of like grumbly, you know what I mean? It was prop, you know, the wires. Yeah, so drink you know water. I mean? So yeah, need a little WD forty in there, yeah. Exactly. So I feel like that was intentional. Can. <laughs> we'll get Mr. What a Tin Man you yeah, are. Yeah, I was about to say the little Tin Man get the Hashtag little America. Oil. Good song. <laughs> but I, I feel like that sound design for them was intentional. Yeah. But if it wasn't, then That's a, that yeah. was very odd. Because to... I mean, you look at the initial theatrical run of The Dark Knight Rises where no one knew what the hell Tom Hardy was saying yeah. as Bane, and they actually had to re-release yep. the move when it came to DVD and Blu-ray. They had to re-edit the lines. I think they actually they did what they did with the they movie did. Cats, where they like did an update to the movie midway through. Like They actually like, hey, if you have a copy of the hard drive one, replace it with this one. This is the corrected one. Here you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And then they removed the butthole cut of the uh, Cats movie. <laughs> Release the butthole cut. Oh, man. Hashtag release the butthole cut. Hey, if we can get Snyder cut, we can get the butthole cut. Give us the butthole, damn it. <laughs> well, we've got a group with that name attached to it, right? The but- Well, they're the butthole surfers. Thank you. Daddy, I'm a surfer. <laughs> you sure are, Rod. <laughs> no, I forgot what the name of the song is that I'm thinking of. Pepper. But... Thank you, yes. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I'm a butthole surfers fan. Okay. Well, there's also Dracula the end... in Houston. Is there? Yeah. He likes Texas, does he? Keep Stone Cold Steve Austin weird. Okay. You're welcome. And at the end of this episode, pretty much, <laughs> Sylvie chaos. Uh, Sylvie gets the upper hand with that, you know, neutrina. No, that's a different kind of wand. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different neutrina wand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good enough. And says, "Tell me everything. Tell me more. Tell me more." No, it's not that. Eddie Wilson tonight. <laughs> Now, do you think that Ramona is with who is whoever is behind the uh, the TVA, or do you think that she is just as clueless as everyone else? Just as clueless, to be honest. You think so? Yeah. Gotcha. How about you, Eddie? I don't know. I think she knows more think she's than more we're than seeing. She's putting on. Yeah, that's what I think. And then, of course, you and know, she never smiles. She I don't doesn't. think. Well, maybe a little bit with uh, Owen Wilson's character, but then wow. she, she, she know, also gave Sylvie that little smirk when she was like, 12, "What was my nexus event?" And she was like, I don't even remember. And she gave a little, little smirk. Oh, okay. And then, you know, in the discussion over on Reddit, one of the remarks in regards to Loki with Mobius, somebody goes, seeing Mobius talk about wanting his life back as he got pruned was so sad. 
It was. And then somebody responded back to them with, if there's a Loki verse, there must be a Mobius verse. And I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> that would be interesting. Just as he's going, wow. Everybody gets a verse. Okay. Yeah. Into the Eddie verse. The, oh. Well, now you're asking for trouble. <laughs> Eddie, he's, he's got like the Groucho Marx, big glasses and mustache, and the big old eyebrows. Because every time I see Eddie, I always like, I'm looking at him and there's like this little wooden thing in front of us. Like, board. Hey, hi, Eddie. Mm-hmm. I never see his eyes. It blocks the so eyes. So just imagine, yeah. like, you know, I still just see big old eyebrows over there, but I don't. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Peter. Do you know Eddie has his name on his uh, headphones? I can see that. I don't have one that says Nick, though. I don't have one that says Peter. You're not here five days a week. Praise the Lord! <laughs> How dare you, sir? I do. Amen to that. So How now, about that mid credit scene now? Who bo- so First out of the series? I'm just going to say this before we even get into that. The past few weeks with this show, I've been very eh towards it. And I've been waiting for that moment where something will just click, and it's like right then there, it becomes must-see viewing for me. To be completely honest, as we were discussing... Nick, you're the one that reminded me that this show was on yesterday. I'm like, yes. oh, yeah, it is. I forgot to watch that shit. So I watched <laughs> it that night. But you had been the one that remarks that uh, post credit scene will make your jaw drop. Or mid credit scene will make your jaw drop. Didn't make my jaw drop, but I did audibly go, oh, wow. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> like, I genuinely, but I really did with that kind of candor. You mean you didn't watch it and see, go, Wow. Wow. But no, I was just like, oh, wow. Because then I'm looking at him like, oh, we have a comic accurate costume. Further proving that comic accurate costumes look like complete shit. <laughs> Hi, Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad when you, you have the Harley Quinn outfit on because that costume sucks shit. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a really terrible looking costume. Have did you, you did seen you? it? I got the impression Stinks from on you. ice. I got from That was very said. vivid. I felt like I was reliving that movie again. Yeah. It, very true to its name. Of Suicide Squad? Yeah. The Suicidal Squid? Yeah. Made me want to do things. But mm-hmm. did you notice that in that uh, um, in that post-credits uh, tease that it looked like... Well, what's one thing that we know about Nexus-level events, or more specifically about Sylvie? She hid during apocalypses because there were timelines that couldn't be altered anymore, changed. They wouldn't do anything. If you notice during that scene, it looks like they are standing in front or behind, depending on the angle, um, Avengers of Tower. Of what? Sorry. The event of the Avengers Tower. Could this? Could hmm. that? Could that have been a a timeline where Loki possibly won, or Thanos possibly won? There, there has to be a timeline where Loki is a member of the Avengers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we got Croaky. We got as listed in the credits, boastful Thor that and, was holding a hammer. You mentioned Croaky just now. Everyone is talking about that character where we think this might be a reference to the Walt Simonson run, where we had Throg and Eddie. What was Throg? A, a frog version of Thor? There we go. Okay. I think if we're going to see Throg, we're definitely going to see it in something like probably Thor 4 because we have Taika Waititi. What and a wonderful phrase. And he seems like someone that would just include a character like Throg or Beta Ray Bill just just to put it in there, just to have people be like, wow, he, he did it. Mm. And the thing is, Beta Ray Bill is a character that I'm shocked still has not shown up. Although people were speculating, is Christian Bale going to be Beta Ray Bill? Well, they showed what? Beta Ray Bill, I believe, in a 
a monument of him yeah. in Thor Ragnarok. Him and Man Thing. Yeah, and uh, and the contest of champions on the the Grandmasters. I have uh, to go back and check that out. Anyway, but he he is yeah. in there, and I, I'll I'll show you the picture in a moment, Eddie. Aww, but you're welcome. <laughs> I didn't as say you, thank you. As you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, but it, it was interesting. Louis that, Simonson. Thank you. That that post credit scene was something very like like you said. Like it was, I to me out of the three shows, this is my personal favorite one. Um, I know you said like up until that post credit scene, it was a little underwhelming for you. Oh, uh, you mean of the three of the three Disney Wanda, Plus shows, One Division, Falcon, okay. or Captain America: and The Winter Soldier, and uh, <laughs> Loki. I loved the show all the route so far, just because it felt so unique and new, and I just love I. Think that Tom Hiddleston is the best actor in the MCU, in my opinion. Um, but like, j- just that scene alone changed the course of, I believe, the MCU as a whole, because we already knew like the multiverse was coming and certain actors are coming back for the new Spider-Man movie and stuff. If anything was proof that there could be multiple versions of a character that look different and can easily explain, hey, how is Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire back and they're Peter Parker, even though that's Tom Holland, was this episode. Because we have Richard E. Grant as the like the original Loki. We have, uh, I believe they said his name was Jack Vale as a uh, kid Loki. We have a, a, a crocodile Loki. Now, whether or not that's just a pet crocodile that he put horns on, or if that's actually a Loki, who knows? And then we have the one that was listed in the credits as Boastful Thor with the, I mean, Boastful Loki with the, with the hammer. So the episode does prove that you can have variants that look absolutely nothing like you, <laughs> regardless of if you are a Loki or a Sylvie. Now, in regards to the overall, just the twists and turns of all of this, right off the bat when we're seeing these multiverse versions of Thor, or not Thor, sorry, Loki, do you think this is going to tie into No Way Home? 100%. Yeah, I think so. Um, maybe not like completely. It's the tease that there are other ones. Exactly. That like my point saying like everyone was like, well, you have Tom Holland as Spider Man, but then they are allegedly bringing back you know uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Talk about Toby, yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, and it's like, oh, but how? Well, again, they showed that you don't have to look like the person. Sylvie proved you don't have to look like the person in order to be the person. But Sylvie is Enchantress. She is. Mm-hmm. Update. No. <laughs> Shout out to the handsome editor of last week's program for the reference of. Uh, oh, stop it! Well, I mean, what can I say? You, know, you he's did. A, he's That's a handsome thing. man, you know. Uh huh. Hubba hubba, and so forth. Time At least for one a... person thinks so. Yeah, time, I, uh, time for another mirror. <laughs> now, in regards to Shrek mirror, let's go with that. How one. dare you, sir? <laughs> They're like ogres; they have layers. Like parfait, yes. Anyway, in regards to the whole thing of Spider-Man, we'd be yeah. remiss if we don't talk about recently the uh, Lego leaks. Oh, yes. And what I mean by Lego leaks is when you end up, you know, melting the pieces and you drip them and they leak, leak, leak. Apparently, it's it nice just, little paint designs. What a big miss. See, it hurts when you step on them, too, because then they're hot. Yeah. Wet. But American if, summer. Even. And even if they're not melty, they, you step on barefoot, youch. I yeah. bet you that's how they made some of the art designs of Loki, especially on Lamentus. I bet you that was just a whole bunch of purple and um, blue uh, <laughs> Legos just melted down. They, like, put just, it together, call it a set. Now, in regards, like I said, we're talking about the Lego leaks. You're the one that pointed them to me as well as, you know, my significant other. <laughs> and, you know, she, she, you both had sent them to us, and I'm, like, looking at that, and I'm like, huh. Anyway. So, yeah, how do you... uh, One 
very uh, the first thing i want to point out is peter or tom holland's peter has a completely new suit yeah and i think it's a cool looking suit reminds me of a little bit of like the upgraded suit mixed with iron spider just know like i mean it's hard to tell through a picture for all we know it could be like actual like tech iron man type pieces but i think it looks cool one thing we have to say though about the lego leaks is you can't entirely trust it. Oh, absolutely not. They're, and we're not saying, like, it's, you know, they're fake things. No, like, they are going to be the sets, real merchandise. Yeah. yeah, and as we've seen with other play sets, my big one being the Avengers Endgame set where it was Tony Stark's room of suits destroyed. You're, like, thinking to yourself, oh, my God, they're going to go to Tony's house and destroy all his suits. Thanos is an asshole. And then it turns out, no, that didn't happen in the movie whatsoever. Could that have been a deleted scene? We don't know. Probably not. Probably didn't get shot. But then again, you never know. But it, it could also be something as simple as they're just trying to tie it back to scenes that were prior in the MCU. And it might be misdirection. Misdirection, or they were like, hey, we want to release this set when Iron Man 3 came out, but now we can't, so we're just going to put it underneath the Avengers Endgame title. Yeah. Just like if you, and one of the sets that were leaked, we have... Um, uh, it's with Vulture. It? A Vulture, yeah. A Vulture and a Spider-Man. Could that be part of No Way Home? Who knows? We don't exactly know everyone that's in the movie. Or that could just be a scene that they're like, hey, listen, here's a Lego set that we didn't get to do from Homecoming. And rumor and innuendo in regards to the villains of it, supposedly it's going to be a villain from each of those every, franchises. Every, yeah. I believe we had talked about that in the yeah. past in regards to that in... It's like one per movie, I believe. We don't really know who's going to be there because we can't really see many set footage things because a lot of the top secret things were done during COVID times and they were under lock and key. And I'm not talking about the Netflix show. I'm sure we could slip Alfred Molina a few dollars and he'll tell us who else is in the movie. Probably. He already slipped and said himself and Jamie Foxx. He did Give that me himself. the whip. Give me the whip. Eddie, you, you do a better version of that than I do, actually. Give me the idol and I throw you the whip. There we go. Thank you. It's like Alfred Molina was here. Hey, Alfred, how are you today? <laughs> Fantastic. Wait, now he's Eddie Wilson. What happened? He's doing an Eddie Wilson impression. I thought that was Eddie from the beginning. Wait a minute. Who the <laughs> hell did I hit? Who's mischievous now? Welcome to the Loki podcast. <laughs> so, with this episode overall, I thought it was okay. Nothing for me to write home about. Your mileage may vary. It's okay to like a TV show. I'm doing the shoulder thing. I have no neck. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Eddie, what did you think of the episode? Uh, needs a rewatch. Yeah, same on my end. Needs a rewatch. Um, and I don't think it was because, or maybe it was because of the different scenes going on. With, well, you want with a treadmill too? Yeah, it was probably. How dare probably. you watch a Marvel show or anything Marvel oriented and not give it your full, undivided attention, Peter? It was either that or watching Monday Night Raw from 1996. How dare you, Peter? <laughs> the show's Nick, on a Wednesday. How, never mind. Nick, what did you think of it overall? Um, overall, I thought. I go back and forth because I watched all the episodes, re-watched them all yesterday. I flip, just get it out of the way. I love this episode personally. I flip back and forth if I like episode three more or four more, but that's just because with three, I love the whole Sylvie and Loki team up. And with this episode, although it was a much slower episode, whereas episode three was a much um, needed character development episode, um, this one was much more of a slow burn, but when it hits you with those twists and turns, it hits you just as hard as Loki got hit by Sif. Yes, I knew I was going to go there. Nut shot again. Right? Yep, exactly. Had to bring it home somehow. And I think, though, in, in, all, in all things, I know it's first podcast, Nick, but I think you way overprepared by watching all those episodes again. But but well done. Oh, I do it for fun. Okay. <laughs> but thank you. Or that, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
See, I don't even need to say it. I knew he was watching them just yeah. for fun. Well, fine. We did, we, at work, we'll discuss it. Hey, what did you do yesterday? I rewatched Falcon and the Winter Soldier for the 19th time. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the work ethic of Peter and Nick. <laughs> no, just Nick, <laughs> not just, me. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> my name is Eddie Wilson today. <laughs> Hi, I'm... Uh, my uh, name is Jeff. My Schmo. name is Meter Joe Pelnick. Meter Pelnick. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I loved, I loved this episode, um, granted. I think all the episodes have been great so far, but three and four are so far my favorites. Might give the edge to three because I, um, it's just more of a buddy cop movie to me. But four was fantastic uh, to me, fantastic because it was just more development, the truth behind the TVA, more specifically the Timekeepers, and really getting to flesh out Loki just a little bit more. Like, how about the word of a friend, you know? And Mobius realizing, oh, maybe this guy's not too bad, yeah, because he put trust in him before he trusted him again. Um, you know, Loki, like he said uh, to Sylvie, like, hey, I, I haven't done this before. Going to admit his self-love before getting pruned. Well, could we hold out a little bit of hope that Mobius is still alive? Like, I think like, he is. It looks like Loki is still alive. I, I think, I do not think that pruning, I think it goes back to when everyone, when episode one came out, thought that resetting the timeline meant that timeline is literally obliterated off the face of the timeline. Like it never even happened. Exactly. Uh, I think pruning is just the, you're just essentially sent to like the Midwest. A, yeah, you're, you're sent to Detroit in Whoa. Apocalypse. Um, because, like I said, when you when you watch the episode over again and you look at the end credit scene, it looks like Avengers Tower in the background. So, what if everyone is sent to their own personal Nexus event where it's like, oh, Loki's are in one place, or what if it's just one big afterworld? Where everyone is sent there, where Mobius is there, or C twenty, if she was, if yeah. she get, got pruned, is there? Like, what if everyone who ever got pruned is there? And you know, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about it. But the uh, Brenda Lee song that was used over the credits, "If You Love Me," what did you guys think of the overall uh, symbolism of the song? Like, what it meant for the episode? Just simply that it fit, and that's no, you, you, you know, why it was was there's done. A, but there's a reason they have a ulterior reason for putting that in there. They're not just like, well, they bought the rights. Hey, Kevin, said, you want to use this song? Yeah, yeah sure, good enough. Let's just throw that. No, they they have to have a reason behind it. Like, I, it was a double meaning. The eternal, yeah. will you love me through all of eternity? Eternity being the timeline. Yeah, Eddie. And, oh, that. Okay. I'm and will enough. you and will you love me? Basically, <laughs> it will you love me? Do you really love me? Because what's one thing we know about Loki? He just wants to be accepted. He wants to be loved. Someone give him a hug. I sign up. I volunteer as tribute. I'll do it. We but, just put it because it was in the rotation for this week. Exactly. It was either that or Dancing in the Moonlight. But uh, um, hmm. but it's one of those things where if anyone's going to love Loki, it's going to be Loki. Loki understands Loki. And Sylvie finally has someone to understand her. And Loki finally has someone to understand him. I think it's a double meaning for both. Eddie proceeds to just have everyone wang chung tonight at the end of the episode. Why not? It's a fun song. <laughs> What did you uh, think of this song? I like. I thought I thought it was a nice song. It fit for it overall. The uh, again, the self love kind of thing of the character of Loki. It makes perfect sense. And the whole you know, if you love me, the idea of may not be there forever and whatnot. That's what it is. You get pruned. Oh, you're gone. Love you, Mobius. Wow. I, I still have hope. He, we. We need to appeal to the Tumblr audience and have him come back and write it. Yeah, we need to have him ride that jet ski. <laughs> Fair. That's because that's what these writers are, the Tumblr audiences. Tumblr and Reddit audiences crave to see it. And we need to see him ride that jet ski. Bo. 
And I think that is going to put a bow on this delightful, delicious, delug episode of Loki or the Marvelists. And I'm Nicholas Wells. I'm Peter Melnick. Nicholas Wells, again. (laughs) And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior!